Happy Thursday, everybody! Welcome to episode 23 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Today we'll be going over the three WNBA games and then the four NBA games. And before we get started with that, we'll be talking about the scores of yesterday and some of the best performances of the day. Pops, anything to say? Getting closer to the weekend. That's for sure. Okay, well, let's get started. Yesterday, the Mystics Dreams Dream Game, um, the Mystics won 98-91. to I was actually surprised on how close that game was. I thought it'd be a little bit more of a blowout. I'm actually surprised that someone even won. I didn't. Neither one of these teams can ever win a game. I thought it would <laughs> been a tie. You're funny. Uh, I know that Ventija Laney went th- for 35, and then Courtney Williams went for 30. So that was good for them. That's what pulled them closer. Is Laney in the running or in the conversation for most improved player? For sure. I think so. She's... She's definitely improved. <laughs> um, so, in my opinion, yes. Next up, the Lynx and... It was the Sky? No, no, no. It was the Lynx and I'm pretty sure it was... The Wings, right? Yeah, the Wings. 91-84, to 84, the Lynx won. That was a closer game. Dangerfield went for 21 and Alicia Gray had 22. You know, that was a game Dallas was looking really good in for a long time, and then that things changed in the second half. I really thought Dallas was going to win that game outright. I know I'm a fan of theirs, uh, <laughs> and it was looking real good for the majority of the time. But, uh, you know, credit the Lynx. Uh, they're showing some championship pedigree, if you're asking me. That's for sure. And then lastly for the WNBA was the Sparks-Mercury game. The Sparks won 83-74. to but Candace Parker reached a milestone that's pretty unbelievable. She scored her 5,500th career point. It's a lot of buckets. Yeah, it is. So that was very impressive for her. And before we get on to the uh, WNBA games, let's talk a little bit about the NBA games yesterday. Okay. In my opinion, what was the biggest surprise for you? Like on the team that won. Uh, da- I mean, it's got to be Dallas, Dallas for me. Um, I, I obviously, right? um, I I did say that I thought that that would be a closer game. Um, but I I can't say that I expected Dallas to win in the way that they did. Uh, it seems like the teams that did struggle during the bubble seating games. Even though they might have not had anything to play for, they are struggling in the playoffs. And the only thing I can chalk it up to is just the life in the bubble. It's just different, you know. Um, I think this is a. I think it's fair to say, and it, at this point, even though we're only like almost two games into the first round, so <laughs> long ways to go. But it's just different, um, and, and I think it's as wide open. A, a, a championship that it's ever been you know I, I think there's probably eight teams that legitimately can say that they have title aspirations yeah. and, and that's about five more than what's normally the case so um, I would have to say Dallas uh, I was not surprised by the Celtics blowout I 
was surprised by the Jazz Nuggets game. Okay, I can get I can understand because that because I I know I said that the Jazz would win, but I didn't think they were gonna win by what was it like nineteen? Uh yeah, yeah nineteen. Nineteen. Uh-huh. I was su- very surprised with that, and I thought for like the Nets Raptors game, yes and no, I said the Nets, <laughs> but they actually kept it within five points. So yeah, that was impressive. a great call on your part. I got to give you a lot of credit there. Um, Thank you. Going back to that Utah-Denver game, you know, I was thinking about it. I know on the podcast I said, you know, that Donovan Mitchell had 57, so what? You know, that's unlikely to continue. Right, I'll say this though. I'll say yeah. this though. I mean, I in looking back, a lot of his shots came in the paint, and that's yeah. something that is repeatable. You know, obviously he had 30 points, and that was on 10 of 14 shooting. So yeah. that's absurd. His efficiency was through the roof. Um, what do you have? Ten threes. <laughs> uh, he had six threes, and then of course, no surprise, Joe Ingles plus minus a team high plus thirty one. Jeez, that's Joe amazing. Joe Ingles always has the highest plus minus, doesn't he? And then how about this? Your boy Jordan Clarkson. Um, Jordan, Clarkson. we can barely see him anymore with all those tattoos. Right? <laughs> but that said, in twenty nine minutes, he did put up eighteen shots. He is instant offense. He went for 26 points. So That's my um, boy. <laughs> right. So and then on the Denver side, um you know, I mean Michael Porter Jr did have 28 points tied with Jokic for the team high. But I mean <laughs> every starter had a negative plus minus and Michael Porter led the starting lineup with a minus seven. So, okay. you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think it's awesome that, you know, how Bentija Laney went for 35 points. That was the highest in the WNBA. And the highest in the NBA was 35 as well. And that was from Kawhi Leonard. He had 35 still with that um, loss. But, I mean, I think... It's so cool hearing when, like, a WNBA player has, uh, like, the highest amount of points of the day or tied for the most of the day. Yeah, that's, that is I a, like hearing that's that. a great stat right there. And keep in mind, too, that WNBA plays less minutes, too. So uh-huh. it's got less, less time to work with. Awesome. Good stat okay. there on the, 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 the WNBA high, NBA high versus the NBA high. That's good stuff. Thank you. Anything else before we move on to the games today? No, let's go. Okay, well, we're already halfway through the WNBA season. Just about halfway. So, I mean, that's a lot of podcasts right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's going by quick. Okay, for the first game of the day, we have the Chicago Sky, who are 8-4, and four, versus the New York Liberty, who are 1-10. and ten. Hmm. Well, I hear I I smell a blowout. Yeah, I sense a blowout, not smell. I think that's a strong scent. Chicago opened up as a fifteen and a half point favorite over the Liberty, with a total of one hundred and sixty six point five. You know, gosh darn, <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> they've definitely fallen on tough times, yes, um, they have. and that's putting it lightly. You know, they were a nineteen point dog in their last game to Seattle, and. Uh, they still missed the mark by 22 points as they lost by 41. So the only thing I can say here is, like, I mean, odds makers, when they set lines, I mean, what they're trying to do is get action on both teams. So, like, if 20 people bet on Chicago, they would love for 20 people to bet on the Liberty. Uh, that uh, mitigates their risk, and they're guaranteed to win on both sides. 
So, like, they're banking on someone betting on the Liberty today. And, and that's part of the reason why this line is so high. Chicago is coming off, like, kind of like, I don't want to call it an emotional game. But it was at least a big game right? against the 84, Aces. 82. They were the underdog, four, four and a half point underdog, and they won by two against the Aces. So I could see where they like maybe overlooked this game a little bit. Um, but that said, they do play the Liberty two of their next three games. Um, so it's really hard to find a way to back the Liberty. I mean, you're talking about from a points per game standpoint, they have the worst defense. And then our second worst defense combined. Are you talking about the Liberty or the Sky? The Liberty. Okay. Uh, combined with the worst offense. So <laughs> that's a bad, bad situation. Um, obviously, the, the Sky have a top four points per game offense. Uh, defense, they're just middle of the pack. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't get there for the Liberty. I just I can't do it. That would be the only way I'd be looking Again, just based off the emotional letdown from the sky, uh, but just can't do it. Um, so I'm passing. How about you? Well, for the sky, Cheyenne Parker is out. Okay. She is not playing. So that'll give Stephanie Dolson, if she's not already starting, give her the start. And Gabby Williams, yes, I know I'm going against this last game. She did only get six minutes. Today, She'll, in my opinion, she'll get around 20-plus minutes with Cheyenne Parker being out. So I do like Stephanie Dolson today. She's 7,300. In the last game against the Aces, which keep in mind, the Aces have like t- some of the best bigs in the game of Asia Wilson and De'Erica Hamby. Um, she had 28 minutes and scored 11 points, and I'm pretty sure she grabbed like four or five boards. So that's a decent stat line right there. I do like her going up against Amanda Zowie B because Zowie B is not the strongest power forward slash center. Zowie B. <laughs> Maui Wowie. <laughs> and from the Liberty, it's pretty hard to take somebody from this team. And I would most likely stay away from it, from this team. But if I had to take somebody, it would be Le- Leona Odom. <laughs> Shocker. Right? 5,100, she's still in the starting lineup, and she got 24 minutes, scored 7 points, and got 5 or 6 boards. Okay. Here's a player we never talk about. Well, oh, not I never. Have, I don't know who you're going to say. You're not gonna... never, but like rarely. And so, earlier we were talking about Laney uh, and most improved player. What about Kalia Kalia Copper. Copper. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. What's her salary today? Her salary is 8400 Yeah, that and shows against, you. And against the Aces, she scored 29. She had 29 minutes and scored 18 points. Did, she's been their leading scorer, scorer for the last couple games. She's their leading scorer for the entire season. Yeah, which is crazy to believe because I mean, she, of how, like, she, yeah. She's got career best in scoring, field goal percentage, and rebounding. That's, I mean, that's a debate for Laney and Copper as a MIP. So the in the last couple seasons, that's uh, a player that I know you know I was a bit fond of. Yeah. And it's just a matter of getting that opportunity for minutes. And that just goes to show you, um, specifically in this pandemic and in the wobble, that there's so many great players out there, all they need is an opportunity. 
Exactly. Last season, she averaged around like seven to ten minutes a game at most. And the reason was was because they had Diamond to Shields, Allie Quigley, and Courtney Vandersloot. Of course, um, Diamond to Shields with, I'm pretty sure it was her knee, she sat for a little bit and Clea Copper showed that she wanted that opportunity. So she got it and look at how she's playing now. As your, as your dad, I can say this many, many times. You always got to be prepared. And all you can do is, if you're given the opportunity, if you've earned, you want to earn the opportunity. But then when you, when it's granted to you, you got to make the most of it. That's all you can do is control yep. what you can control. Exactly. Always be ready. Next man up. Speaking of next man up, let's flip the page on this one. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I I sense another blowout here too. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, we got. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, you go. Go ahead. You you do your thing. <laughs> We have the Seattle Storm, who's eleven and one, versus the Indiana Fever, who are four and seven. Is Pops. that what's so funny? Yeah, <laughs> and the Fever only have eight players today. Yeah, that's that's the biggest reason why this line is what it is. Yeah, and, and because Tiffany Mitchell is out, she's their like third or fourth best player. So okay. it's even worse. So Seattle. Opened up as a 16-point favorite with a total of 163 points. Um, so, yeah, Seattle's got obviously the best, from a points-per-game standpoint, the best offense to go along with the best defense. Um, you've already alluded to their record from an against uh, against the point spread. Uh, they've been dominant, too. They've covered six straight. All is the listed favorite. The minus five, minus four point five, minus thirteen and a half, minus thirteen and a half, <laughs> minus nine and a half, minus nineteen, and not only did they cover, like let's just go back to their last five games, okay? Not only did they cover these bigger spreads, but they covered them big time. So when they were a four and a half point favorite against the sky, they covered that by thirteen and a half points. When they beat the Dream as a thirteen and a half point f- favorite. They covered that spread by 23 and a half points. Against the Dallas Wings, they covered it by four and a half. Against the Connecticut Sun, they covered it by 13 and a half. Against the Liberty in their last game, they covered it, the 19-point spread, by 22. So this is a team that's just destroying the point spread. And I said this in our last podcast. The best teams, record-wise, rarely have the best marks against the point spreads. Odds makers, the last thing they want are the best teams to have the be the most profitable for sports bettors uh, because that just makes it too easy. So what I'm trying to say is at some point, the pendulum is going to swing the other way. And the way the odds makers do that is they inflate the point spread. If you just take Seattle Storm against Indiana Fever, there's no way that this line should be this high. No way, but it is. Um, I personally think this is a tough game for Seattle because their next game is against the Aces. So maybe oh. a little bit of a, a look-ahead spot here. What incentive, with how Seattle's been playing, what incentive do they have to just, just when the, in the fourth quarter, just continue to just mow down the fever when they have the Aces next up? I just don't see it. I'll, I have no problem saying this right now. In the WNBA, my favorite play today is the Indiana Fever. Okay. Well, for the Indiana Fever with Tiffany Mitchell being out, unless 
their coach, it was like Marine something. I know her name's Marine though. If unless she play uh starts three forwards and only two guards, for the guard standpoint, I see Kathleen Doyle getting some more time because she's a point guard shooting guard, and or Kennedy Burke. She's a small small forward. She's like in the middle between a shooting guard and small forward. So those are the two that are, in my opinion, going to get more playing time. Kennedy Burke is four thousand five hundred, and then Kathleen Doyle is three thousand two hundred. And I feel like it's going to be a, a t- more of a tougher game for the Fever because they only have eight players, and for the bigs they get tired fast, so they're going to be rotating them out like every like five, three or five minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. From the Storm standpoint. I I have, like, no thoughts when it comes to the DraftKings side. I don't have a sleeper for them because, I mean, I would say Sammy Whitcomb, but she's not really a sleeper anymore because, like, everybody's taking her because of how well she's been doing. She's 7,000, but if anything, I would probably take somebody from the bench today. Yeah, I hear you. I think from a DFS standpoint, this is a brutal game to touch on. I mean, this is likely to be the lowest scoring game of the day. And the Fever are projected to score the fewest amount of points. Um, um, I, I beg to differ a little bit there. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think from a DFS standpoint, this is the, absolutely would be the game to stay yes. away. Uh, because at least in the Sky Liberty, they're projected to score a little more, more points. Uh, and I can see uh, a path for offense for even the Liberty in this game. Yeah. So, um, you know, going back again, this... 16 points spread off a total of 163 points you're getting just more than 10 percent of the points projected points before the game even starts if you take the fever so this is gonna be a fun one it's gonna be interesting i know it takes some uh some guts to to go against the seattle storm right now and gosh darn it they look really really strong right now yes they do let's flip that page okay okay next up we have the connecticut sun who are five and seven Versus the Las Vegas Aces, who are eight and three. Okay, so the Aces opened up as a seven-point favorite in this game, total of one hundred and sixty point five. It's now up to one hundred and sixty-two points. Uh, I I can see what this game turns into. Your very very slight track meet of the game of the day. Right, the, there's like no like yeah, hot takes. The, um, well, my hot take hot, is the Fever. The Fever are gonna be with are gonna keep it close. Fever will keep it within single digits against the Storm today. That's that's my hot okay, take. Okay, well, I disagree with that. I'm sure you do. I, I, honestly, I, I'm in the extreme minority there, so I'm totally cool with that. I'll stand firm with that statement. <laughs> uh, the Aces are going to be frustrated after losing to the Sky in their previous game. Um, if the Aces would have won that game, I'd be on the Sun today. But that's not the case. So a uh, little bit different. Connecticut, hey, give them credit. I know we said this the other day. They, they're they turning around their season a little bit. Well, not a little bit, quite a lot. Uh, and so, you know, that's a big sigh for me right there. That's gonna, yeah, it is. This is going to be a tough one. I, I can't lean anything on the side, but I do like the total. I like the over 162 here. I think this game's actually going to be pretty close. Um, and, and so... You know, I can make a case. If anything, I would take the Connecticut side, but I do like the over a little bit more. The Aces, you know, I think the fact that they played the Sky and now they're playing the Sun and then their next game is against the Storm. 
Um, I think this is a sandwich spot here. So, sandwich. Yeah, sandwich. So peanut butter jelly time or however that goes. Yeah. So I'm going to let you go because I'm going to get a little bit off topic. I like the over and I lean towards the Connecticut side. Okay, well, speaking of the sky and the aces, I was just like looking it up and everything and... The aces have to be pretty frustrated because before the 84-82 score that happened yesterday, at the very beginning of the season, their first game, um, the Sky won 88-86. So both of the times the Sky won, but not and both of the times they won by two points. So obviously there's some revenge when it comes to that because you also have um, Dierica Hamby's half-court shot from last year of the last game that they played against each other. So they, they're they not really, they're probably the most revenge teams in that in that case. Um, for the Connecticut Sun, I mean, yeah, they are really starting to pick their season up. And they have a lot of players on their team, so I can't say that there's like, that the minutes are gonna be spread out or anything. But I do know how we spoke on Natisha Heidman on how well she was playing. But with Brianne January coming back, her minutes are going down, right? She was getting around 23, 25 minutes a game. This last game against the Fever, she only got 15 minutes. And that's because Brianne January started and got 28 minutes. So I would stay away from, the both, from both of them because both of them are fighting for their minutes. So, that's like, I don't want to say it's a rivalry, but it's like a rivalry on the same team. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, for the Sun, I like Jasmine Thomas today. She's 8,300. Against the Fever, she got 32 minutes and scored 15 points. Um, got a couple assists and boards. You know, Alyssa Thomas, she struggled last game, 34 minutes, only 6 points. And another player that's been stepping up, Brianna Jones. Uh, she's got she got 25 minutes and 15 points. She's 8,800 today. Um, she's been their step up, Jonquil Jones of the season. Okay. Except like nobody's gonna be as good as Jonquil Jones on that team. But you know what I mean. Yeah, good stuff. For the Aces. I like Kayla McBride. <laughs> Kayla McBride, she's 7,100. She got 30 minutes last game, 15 points. She's really starting to step her game up as well. So in that case, I like her. I feel like since the Sun, they don't have the best defense, I think this could boost her, This game could boost her confidence a little bit more. So that's all I really have. I do like Lindsay Allen a, sw a slight bit. She's 5,300. I know she's um, known for her defense, though. But she got 16 minutes against the Sky and scored 8 points. So, we'll see how that turns out for her. But that's all I have on that game. No, that was quite a bit. I know, it was a lot that of was, info. That was pretty good. I think we flip it and we move over to the NBA to finish <laughs> things up. NBA. Okay, I just flipped the page. Hey, don't forget, though, the Indiana Fever. They're going to cause that storm to have a high temperature tonight. You said it'd be a single point game, right? I did. I think they're going to lose by nine. I write that down. <laughs> yep. yep. So first up, while Tati's writing that down, we got uh, the Miami Heat against the Indiana Don't Call Me the Pacers Packers. Tati, I've got the Heat. You got the Heat? I got the Heat. That's funny. You got the Heat and I took got the Fever earlier. 
<laughs> working on those temperatures. Right? Oh, uh, this should be a, a really, really, really close game. Yeah, I think just be. based on the... the I think it should be the closest game of the day. The, yes, I just interrupted you. The movement? No, that's okay. Uh, it's it's leaning towards uh, Indiana a little bit. It, it, I think the higher this total gets, the, the more it favors Indiana. Uh, but the Heat, they're... Aren't they 2-0 and in this? No, it's 1-0. So all matchups today uh, are game twos. Uh, Tati already feels like this is a 2-0 thing for the Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly she's on that Miami train. And I think I, I completely understand why. Um, I'm going to have to go with Miami too, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Okay, Rockets Thunder. Rockets up 1-0. You go first on this one. I got the Thunder. Call me stubborn. Call me whatever you want. I know I, the last time they played two days ago, I, I did like the Thunder. It was uh, my favorite play of the day. <laughs> it definitely went up in a, a fever heat flames. Um, but I think today, the you know game twos are always about adjustments when you're in a playoff series. And uh, yeah, I like, I like Oklahoma uh, a little bit more than I like Houston. I think the Thunder are more diverse. And I expect them to be able to make the necessary changes. And I do like Oklahoma City to win this game and tie the series at one game apiece. Tati? Okay, well, with Russell Westbrook being out, the Thunder definitely have more pieces on their team. Um, and they're playing more as a team than the Rockets right now. But as I do think that the Thunder are going to start off coming out with some fire. But I do think that I'm going to go with the Rockets to pull it out at the end. Okay. Speaking of... An interesting series. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks, the Orlando Magic. The Magic shocked everyone. One game one. Who you they got? They did that last year, too. They against did. the Rappers. You're right. Good job, man. You're going deep with that knowledge. <laughs> Who you got? The Bucks or the Magic? I mean, as much as I want to go with the Magic, I don't think that the Bucks are going to lose two in a row to the Magic. So I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks, too. Um, I mean, I just think they're too good of a team, and both and with, I mean, all of them are so competitive. I just don't think that they're going to lose two, two, in a row. I think there's a lot of people that are going to be taking the Bucks and the Lakers, just because there's they don't expect that both teams could start off 0-2. <laughs> yeah. Be real interesting to see if one of them doesn't. All I can say is, for both these games, for the Bucks and for the Lakers. They better get off to quick starts. Yeah. Because if this game, if they're losing or it's tied starting the second half, they're gonna feel an intense amount of pressure. Yeah, they are. And that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. So I I do you gotta like Milwaukee in game two. Yeah. This Next. is kind of like hold on. This is kind of like the <laughs> Seattle game with the fever. <laughs> no one's gonna be on Orlando today. Someone's got to. Um, yeah. It's not gonna be me though. So go ahead, Tati. Okay, next up we have the Portland Trailblazers versus the L Los Angeles Lakers. I was gonna say LA, but I messed up. Pops, you go. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> oh boy. Um, you know, Portland seems like they're just. It seems like for a one seed, things look so hard out there for the Lakers. It feels like. They have to play perfect to hang with the eight seed Blazers. And that's just kind of weird. I think pressure's mounting. Um, I could not stand in the last game, <laughs> in the final 30 seconds when the Lakers needed to commit a foul, 
They couldn't even extend the game. Damian Lillard. It was as if they weren't even trying. I just don't know about the Lakers. And so, you know what? I'm taking the Blazers. Dang. Well, I do agree with you. I feel like the Blazers are playing really, really well right now. I mean, they have to in order to even, like, win this against the Lakers. But, I mean, they seem, like, fired up, and I feel like they're going to come out, like, strong, fast-paced, running the court, going fast. I think that for the Lakers, they really only have three pieces on their team. That's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma. Of course you threw Kuzma into that. Yeah, I have to. He's playing good right now because of that confidence booster from that game winner. And they only have, like, a couple pieces. And with that being said, I mean, with I feel like I don't want to say, like, they're babies, but they're almost, like, dropping out. Like, for LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they're questionable even today. And they've been questionable for, like, the past, like, since the oh, bubble started. That's just what they do, though. I, mean, I know, I and I don't put... understand that. It's stupid. Here's what I want to ask. When you watch these NBA games in the bubble, you always go, and there's always the camera shots going over <clears throat> to the bench. And you see people, you see players, like, really, like, dancing around, like, pumping everyone up. Yeah, except for the Lakers. Who on the Lakers does that? Who, who, for me, I can't think of one specific name. And on top of that, it just seems so forced and fake coming from the Lakers. Well, there is one player that always gets up, and that's JaVale McGee. But he's, like, the only one that actually gets up on the bench. And for the Lakers, like, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they don't look like they're having chemistry right now. Um, when they played in the last game, they looked like they were yelling at each other on the court. Didn't it seem that way? Like, um, it, it seemed that a, just that way a couple of times. But you really saw it on camera when LeBron made that pass, pass to Anthony Davis, and it was a little bit of a forced pass, but he also didn't catch it. And so, like, it was almost another one of those LeBron yelling at J.R. Smith situations. No, I get that, and I, I feel like that's a good point. I feel like when I watch the Lakers play, I got 12 to 15 crying Jordan memes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carmelo Carmelo is showing more emotion than, than anyone yes. on the Lakers, you know, and so... And he barely shows emotion. Ba- yeah, barely is right, so... Unless he knocks it out of three and then hits his yeah, head. <laughs> we, yeah, and then what I loved was watching Dame dance. Yeah, that, that was be awesome. Gone. It's just like, and, and I gotta, I, I have nothing but uh, I admire that young man. He, you know, stays true to who he is, doing his thing. That guy's a true warrior, and NorCal's lucky to be able to call him uh, one of their own. And I think this is the game where it, the for the Lakers, not being able to play in LA the fact that this is still back in at Disney World I think this is it's like they're going back to the scene of the crime and you know normally they'd be able to like bank on their home court advantage and having their fans um, and I feel like the 
the same thing day in and day out right now for the Lakers. The atmosphere and the surroundings is really, really hurting them. Yeah. Portland's going to win this game, and I think, uh, I think, I mean, what better way with with everything that's gone on in this world in 2020 than to have an eight seed <laughs> beat a one seed? And I think, just based on the series prices and stuff, I mean, the writing's on the wall. I think the Lakers are in trouble. As much as I would love to go with the Lakers, I'm going to have to agree with Pops and take the Blazers because their chemistry is just too good right now and they're too fired up to where I don't see them losing this second game. And I hate saying that because I love the Lakers. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. but This is not Tati and I jumping on the Blazers bandwagon. No, no. This is us I trying would... to run as far away from the Lakers slow moving locomotive train as fast as possible i would never be a portland trailblazers like big fan just saying all right well for me it's about all i got it's a lot going on today tiger woods is in action as we speak playoffs started on on the pga tour our friends on the symmetra tour getting ready to start yeah on their road to the lpga tour and so yeah, there's there's a lot going on, girls. The Tati and Live Legend have a lot of hoop and trainings they got today. So uh, I'm off. I hope you guys all have a great day. I hope you guys are enjoying our new platform. Uh, Tati's yeah, worked right? really hard on that. Maybe she'll say something about that. We appreciate all of you for listening. And we're gonna keep bringing as much information as possible. Please tell a friend. Um, other than that, thank you all. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, as Pops was saying with our new platform, I now got it to where we have our podcast on Spotify. So not you don't have to go onto YouTube and listen to this every day. Now you can go on Spotify and listen to it, which I know it's taken me a while to get there, but it's on there. So go ahead and stream it there as well. Thank you all for tuning in. There was a lot of info today, so please take it all in. And that wraps up episode 23 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.